0: And tonight we want to put them in the homeland. May the Lord bless. <clears throat> now, this morning we had questions and answers. Why, we had a bunch of I started look about 9 o'clock and then out at 2.30. <laughs> I still got a pocket full. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> All kinds. But maybe we get to them this next week. There's still more laying up here I haven't even seen yet. <laughs> We'll get to them as soon as we can. Hope Brother Tom stays with us next week. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: And so we got plenty of preachers around here. If one of us gets hoarse, we just jump on to the next one. <clears throat> so we This is my first time to hold a revival of this type for seven years. Seven years ago, this coming week. I helped my last revival here at your tabernacle. It's been healing services. I'll admit we've had greater crowds and things, up to a hundred thousand. But I never had any better time. I just had a good time. Last night I was just a slobber like a horse eating clover brother right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> having a wonderful time. The Lord did bless us. He blessed us today till we just like to tour the house down. <laughs> that sounds like old-fashioned camp meeting tear the house down, doesn't it? But we had a good time. The Lord did bless us. We believe he will tonight. Some very vital questions we discussed this morning. Some of them on deep Bible subjects. Now this coming Friday will be a, a crucifixion message this coming Friday night, the Lord willing. We'll take him to the cross, see him crucified, put him in the tomb and keep him there over Saturday night. But Sunday morning on an Easter sunrise service, we'll try to bring him out. <clears throat> try proves what he is. <laughs> be pretty nice right after the Lord let us have a big healing service, wouldn't it? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Maybe, <David. laughs> Maybe get the high school gym or something and just crowd in a few more thousands okay. of people and have a big healing service. <clears throat> Put it in the paper and on the radios and so forth. Usually run several thousand people when we have healing services. That's my calling, praying for the sick. Had such a marvelous experience along those lines. And I believe the Lord is fixing now, the reason He's brought me out of the field and set me down, I believe this is memorial of seven years, He's going to raise up another bracket. Go on a little farther. When the enemy comes in like a flood, He said, I'll raise up a standard against it." Tonight, I want to read for our text, or for our scripture, and now we got a baptismal service right away. I won't talk too long tonight. I've been saying that every night. They give you about two hours and a half of sitting there punishment. <laughs> but I, I can't do that tonight because i got several to baptize. And Easter morning, right at the sunrise service, will be water baptism here in the tabernacle too. Easter morning baptism. There will be baptizing tonight. We're Baptists in the way of baptizing... We just have to be scriptural, that's all not exactly Baptist, but scriptural. (coughs) We believe in baptism by mercy. And now if you don't believe it that way, that's still all right. (laughs) But we believe it in water baptism by mercy. Now here's a scripture. Now I've been it's come to me for years and years the last four years. Without many times of failing. I can pick up the Bible, it'll turn to this chapter, and it's, I didn't know it till just a while ago, as worked right up to the very closing of this message tonight, next week we may go back into Genesis or somewhere, we don't know where we go yet for this next week as the Lord leads. But tonight, when I was sick here some time ago, I wasn't sick, I just broke down, I just stayed hours that I sat in the prayer lines. For eight days and nights without leaving. Without leaving the platform. Tucked my meals and done what's slept on the platform. And I said, I'm going to pray for everybody if I possibly can. And when I left, there were 28,000 people in the city to be prayed for. <laughs> 28,000. Well, that's the newspaper count. They were all there. <laughs> well, the newspaper said they were there. <clears throat> Jonesboro's son. Now, then this. We had a marvelous time. That's where blind, deaf, dumb, cripples, and everything else was healed. Beginning to spread from there around the world.
1: Amen, God. Amen. <clears> I've met them are still healed down there, Brother Barron, from that campaign.
0: That's wonderful. You can hear that, can't you? Oh, yes. God doesn't patch up things. He heals it. <laughs> That's right. He makes it well. Now, I'd like to go back down and
1: old another. Amen.
0: We canceled a meeting over at Memphis the other day where we had a church of Christ, or not church, a youth for Christ was going to sponsor the, the big memorial auditorium in Memphis. And the Holy <laughs> Spirit said, come home, so here I am. I don't know. He had Philip in a great big revival one time, told him to go out the desert and preach to one man. He went out there. That's right. Left the revival right in the heat of it. That's right. That's exactly. We just have to do what God says do. <clears throat> now, that's Joshua, the first chapter, in the vision of going to India. Now, you all know the story. When I returned from Africa, while I was sitting on the bedside one morning, that visions, how many has ever been one of my healing campaigns? Let's see your hands. Sure. You see I chose visions. How many was here when I had just a, a night's healing service here? You remember that time? Yes. It's packed all around out there in the yard and it raining and carrying on. A girl rolled up here in a wheelchair is turning to chalk. From her waist down, paralyzed. Been sitting there for years. The Holy Spirit told her all about what she'd done and what she failed to do. She said, if God will heal me, I'll do that. I said, rise up in the name of the Lord Jesus. And there she went walking on out of the building. It's like, no. That's the thing. It finds out what's the trouble. You've got to find the cause before you can find the cure. Amen. Always. So, we don't want to start on healing, calls and I. You start playing only believe we'd fall over prayer on.
1: <laughs> but
0: now we want to speak a little bit here and now to finish telling you this vision i've seen it open up before me and a man came to me he had some sheets of paper and he took those sheets he said in so much that you was thinking of what would be your future and he threw them like that went plumb up in the heavens i've got it wrote out here in the bible just like it's laying under a cornerstone and what would take place in the last days. And everyone knows what that was. It's been just exactly the words. It will be just this way. He said, your future's clear. And he said, as you was thinking of that trouble that you'd had, that'll all leave. You won't have it anymore. Praise then he said another thing. He said, you've been wondering about how to hold your services. Everybody always told me Oral Roberts would pray for 500 while I prayed for two. But I'm not Oral Roberts. God gave me a ministry, he gave Oral one. Whatever Oral does, he just passed them to and laid hands on them like that. That's why God told him to do it. I've got to stand and see the thing through. You have to watch, friends. It's a dangerous thing. Remember, what if God put a curse on a person for a certain purpose to do something, then here comes a prophet along, takes that curse off the person, and they still haven't done it. Then you're in trouble with God. Look at Moses, our character we're speaking about tonight. God told him to go down and speak to the rock. He went and smote the rock. But God dealt with Moses. Look at Elijah, that young prophet. Young fellow went bald-headed. Little children began to laugh at him He said, bald head, why didn't you go up? And that angered prophet turned around and cursed those little children in the name of the Lord. And two she-bears killed forty-two little innocent children. Now, you can't say that's the nature of the Holy Spirit. But it was an angered prophet. Certainly. We have to be careful. Look at John one time said, Shall we call fire down to heaven and burn them up? Jesus said, You don't know what kind of a spirit you are. See? You have to be careful. Move easily, slowly. Watch what the Holy Spirit says, do. Young lady come up to the house here sure not long ago. Been prayed for so much that she'd had been anointed fifty times, I guess. How that everything had taken place I'd prayed for her there, but sat down in the room one morning when the angel of the Lord come near. They begin to speak to her and tell her just what she had done. And something she's hiberned back in her soul. She'd had there for eight long years. She wouldn't tell nobody. The psychiatrist couldn't pull it out of her. And she almost fainted, fell on the floor and began to cry. And I said, you go make that right and God will heal you. That's right. She went and got her husband, made the thing right and come back up. She's healed today. How many of you who I'm talking about? In the building? Many of you do. Sure. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the woman may be sitting here now. It was a very embarrassing thing, but God did the work. Now see, all of the praying, all of the stomping, all the casting out of evil spirits, she was hiding her sin way down deep in her heart that she didn't want to tell nobody that she had did, but the Holy Spirit revealed the secret of her heart. She went and made that right. Then she's clear. God won't bless over the top of sin. you got to clear up first. Amen. That's right. Now, and in that going forth there, Brother Roberts, he told me, he said, just as you're led. Then he sent me down at Durban, South Africa, where we had 100,000 people in the meeting, the last meeting. Had 30,000 converts in one day. When they seen what the Lord had did. How he'd done the great, mighty works. And there then... I was sitting back there again. He showed me another crowd, just like it showed that crowd passing away. Then he turned me this way, and an angel came down with a light, flashed it on. I'd have seen oceans of people, and they were Indians, wrapped in Indian garb. He told me, he said, and "I seen the angel come real near." And I said, "Who are these people?" And he, the other angel who was standing by me, the one that you see back there in the picture, he uh, he come near me. He said these three hundred thousand of those in that meeting. Now you market your Bible and watch what the report is. When I return from India, there'll be three hundred thousand people attend the meeting there one time. I'll look for a hundred thousand conversions at one time. It's the only thing that'll stem the tide of communism now when forty percent of India has already turned communist. Look, if the church I'll say this with respect. If the church can't produce no more than reading, writing, and arithmetic, and the psychic side of the gospel, the Indians are finished. The uh, Indians, like the natives of Africa, got to see the power of God in demonstration. Amen. 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 been sending missionaries over yonder for 50 years in Africa, and when the supposed to be Christians come, they pack a little mud <coughs> idol on their arm. While the missionary told them while, about healing, they got healing out of the idol not through the idol through God God winked it through ignorance but when he come to a place where there was to be healed the missionary said oh those things are days are past we got that in the seminary see oh. that's already past there ain't no such thing as that well he carried his idol for healing I told him that the very God the missionary talked about was the head of all healing and proved it to him on the platform then they accepted Christ and went out into the jungles there one of the fellows out there that went out is baptized on an average of a thousand a week right now Maybe they self. That's missionary. God's doing a real quick work. How many hear the wings of healing, Doctor White? and a, a bosom friend of mine, Raymond Huckster. Of course, he's preach. I right hear the tabernacle. Raymond Huckster. He went up into East India, up there, and had a revival. and Had thousands of converts up in there. See what God's doing? Oh, oh, look. There's. Let me ask, say this. Let me give you an illustration. Here, here's one sphere. Here's another sphere, and here's another one. Now down here is the nominal church. Now up in here, here is the sublime, here's where we're supposed to be, right next door to heaven where the powers of God's leaking down. Alright, it drops on this, drops down through to this one, then down through to this one. This is the nominal church. It just goes on, just on cold professions and, and a little ritualistic affair. That is the nominal church. They just get the very slight drippings the next church up here full gospel get some of the blessings but to go off into isms if we've got to lift up into this next failure before we can ever have a rapture it's that's right we got to get up in that Amen. before we can ever have it and that's true now and there you mark at your bible he has never told me anything never since i was a baby and that pillar of fire my own mother sitting back here now that Fifteen years old when I was born, she opened up the little window, and the angel of the Lord come in and stood there. That From that time since I can remember, he's never told me one thing it's wrong. And here I am in the city, right where I was born and raised. Some of you old strangers, seek around through this city and ask any persons if ever one thing was told in the name of the Lord, but what come to pass just exactly like it said. So I know it's alright, see, it's gone. Now, and at the end of that, end of that vision. I've seen my Bible coming to me, and it turned over to Joshua 1, and that has constantly been before me. Oh, I can't get away from it. And tonight I want to read that, because it's taken the children of Israel over Joshua the great leader. Then we'll drop back into Numbers and pick up our lesson and come out with it. The next 20-30 minutes or something like that, we'll have the baptismal service. And that we make her, you can make ready for it. Now listen close as we read. Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, that's where we left it last night, is that right? Moses, where we leave Moses? Standing on the hill, waving goodbye to his people, and he was going to die laying there, and he looked, and here stood the rock standing by him. He just stepped over on the rock, and the angels come, packed him away. All right. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, Moses my servant is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all the people, into to the land which I will give unto them, even to the children of Israel. Every place a soldier your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness, and to the sledman, even to the great river Euphrates. All the lands of the Haddonites, even to the great sea towards your going down, of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee, I'll not leave thee nor fail thee or, fail thee or forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people thou shalt divide, for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give unto them. Only be strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do all the law which my Moses servants commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, wheresoever thou goest. Now we'll drop back now into the book of Numbers and pick up where we left off. Last
1: evening,
0: <clears throat> I want your undivided attention just for a few minutes because you're crowded and many standing and so forth, and we're sorry about this, but we can't help it. The tabernacle's no bigger. Now, we left Moses, the children of Israel had come up out of Egypt. They got into the wilderness, began to murmur. God sent fiery serpents among them and bit them. They were dying by the thousands. And then He made an atonement, a brass serpent. Oh, how beautiful! That brass serpent speaking of judgment, divine judgment and sin already judged. Genesis 3, 14, God had already judged the serpent. And then in Exodus 17, we find that brass speaks of divine judgment, the brazen order that also in the days of Elijah we found out that the skies were brass. Brass always is a symbol of divine judgment. <clears throat> Tonight the nations are becoming brassy. Yeah. Symbol Judgment near hand. I believe we're living in the closing out of the world's history. Yeah. Amen. I believe in divine judgments upon the nations. And God has permitted these things because we neglected Christ. That's the reason communism swept the land. We've taken thousands of the hogs and killed them and burnt them up out y'all on the prairies. We couldn't walk the straight narrow path. We brought back whiskey and beer. We burnt up the wheat, turned it under, threw it over the cotton, and hundreds of little children froze to death nearly in the year. All right, we got it now. Yeah. Communism swept right in and tuck it off the feet. No wonder Christianity can't even lift up a standard. It's because not because Christ is not able, but because that people won't do it. The message is ready. Power of God is sufficient. Men and women are scared to break out down there into those spheres before God and dare to trust Him take His word. Moses, then he failed God. Moses is a perfect type of the church organization. Excuse us, brethren. But I want you to listen close. All them things was a shadow and type. And today you hear people say, Oh, I belong to the so and so. I belong to the Methodist. Not only that, but Pentecostal people. Holiness people, I belong to the assemblies. They're the greatest. I belong to the church of God. God don't care that much about either one of them exactly. or any of them. Amen. No, sir. God's interested in an individual. Yes. And any man or woman that dares to trust him. Moses was a type of the church organization which he was the law. And Moses glorified himself before the people instead of glorifying God. And God turned from him. And today the church has begun to glorify themselves. And instead of glorifying God, they're trying to get more members, better churches, better organs, and better pews, and a bigger church. God don't give that much for that. You ought to be glorifying God. I'd rather have a little old mission somewhere cleaned up down on... Uh, the bar somewhere where they can really get free and shout and praise God and have a good time than all the great cathedrals in the world. Amen. Amen. God. That's right. Amen. God is finished with the church ages. Now notice, he condemned Moses because Moses glorified himself. And you just watch today. These big churches, they're all wanting to come to their church and their organization. And every preacher is pulling to try to get a feather in his hat. He'll go along and say, well, I might be the district presbyter. I might be this that, or the other. Brother, I want to be a Christian. Amen. That's what men and women need is Christ. Oh, when I begin to see them. See the way they're doing it reminds me, you're not long ago, I was on a, a little vacation after come back from Africa. I was up here in the north woods, way up near the Alaskan border, a thousand miles from my hardtop road. Went back six days on horseback, getting plumb away from everything. And as I went back through there, I was riding along on my horse one day, and it just got scared. A grizzly bear just raised up, and he got scared. And I was going down through He started running. And we got down through there, and there had been an old burn over. And there was a great big bunch of big old tall trees that stood there. And they were white there in the moonlight, all oh, just as stately and strong as they could look to be. All the life was gone out of them. And I listened to the winds howling. And the winds come down through there just the morning, you know, and all them old trees are doing just squeak and squawk and squeak and squawk. Over in Joel it said, what the palm worm left the caterpillar eating? What the caterpillar left the oak worm eating? Them churches. Oh, no doubt, just like them trees. They once were great living statues. The Methodists, the Baptists, the Presbyterians, the Pentecost. But I tell you, the fires and scorches of, of this world has scorched all the bark off of them. They're standing like a big bunch of tombstones now. Just erected up there. No life in them at all. Amen. That's right. And when the rushing mighty wind comes from heaven down, the only thing they do is just squeak and squawk and moan and talk against it. Hallelujah. 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 We need somebody to accept it. Praise God notice down there, them young trees that was coming up, they were flexible. they just get with the wind, frolic, back and forth like this, having a good time. I said, that puts me in the mind of a good old-fashioned god said Holy Ghost revival. Hey, Hallelujah! When signs and wonders begin to come into the church, the big old churches moan, I don't believe in them things. That's fanaticism. The days of miracles is passed, and the wind whistling right down. The same one that made them moan, giving the other stolic.
1: Hallelujah.
0: And when you shuck that tree, every time it gets a shake, it loosens up the roots so it can grow down and get a better hold. Hallelujah. That's what we need tonight. It's a good old time. Holy Ghost, shake it get out. And hold on God. All the shaking and pulling the Holy Ghost does you He's loosening up the dirt around the roots so He can dig down. Oh, Get a better hope be rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus. Some experiences. Experience of healing, experience of baptism of the Holy Ghost, experience of the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. just anchors you in Christ. Let the church squeak and moan if she wants to. Let them say the days of miracles is past if they want to. They're dead anyhow. Oh, they say we're a church, so was them trees. But <laughs> well, look at them, no bark on them. <laughs> Just blisters. All the bark done burned off. They couldn't pack the life up. That's the reason. If them trees had bark on them and they could pack the life up to them, they'd live again. But all the bark they've done out there and made their rituals and so forth so they can't even have any bark on them. Amen. Nothing but just a squeak and squawk when the winds blow. But God sent the wind just the same. Amen. So this little bitty church coming up a little handful, they were just having a big time with it while the rest of them is carrying on about it. Amen. Oh, my, We need God's power in the church.
1: Amen. Now,
0: when they left Moses dying, they started on towards the promised land. Have to hurry now because we haven't got too much time. But they started towards the promised land. Who coming their way? But one day there was an old king got awful excited about this bunch of Hebrews coming through there. And they know that God was with them. So he went over and got a prophet to come and curse him for the name of Balak. And old Balaam got up. Balaam had a prophet the name of Balaam. And Balaam straddled a little old mule. And actually, God done told him not to go. And here he started out there riding his mule with a couple of servants. He was going over to curse Israel. Sure. I'll go take care of that bunch of holy rollers for you. <laughs> I'll fix them up. Uh-huh. So he got on the mule and away he went. Right down through there, the first thing you know, the mule had more spiritual sight than the preacher did. <laughs> That's right. The mule saw the Holy Ghost standing in the road with the sword drawn. Oh, he ran out into the field, matched the old preacher's footprint. Oh, we need today some more mule riding. Don't you believe that? That's right. Yes. There he come. He ran out into the field. He saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. And so the next time, the Holy Ghost went over to the little narrow strip and stood there again. And then the first thing, you know, began to spur the old mule and try to get him through. And the mule just laid right down. He started kicking him and beating him with a stick. And the mule turned around and spoke in human voice. He yeah. said, have I served you well and all these things? And the prophet still so mad, never even noticed what the mule was saying. Uh-uh. Oh my If God can use the tongue of a dumb mule to talk, surely He can use a man or a woman that'll surrender Himself to God. Hallelujah!
1: Anyway,
0: then the first thing, the scales dropped off the preacher's eyes, and he looked over there and he saw what was the matter. There stood the Holy Ghost or the angel of the Lord in the way. He went on down and he thought surely He's going to curse this people. So when He goes down, we find a good picture of it here in Jude. He will just turn over. Listen, when he got down there, he said, Now, watch Balaam. If Balak is going to show Balaam Israel, so he goes and builds his altar. He was a prophet, Balaam was. So he just showed him a part of Israel, just the worst part. And that's just exactly the way the devil does today. Yeah. He just shows you the worst part of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what the devil shows some of these modern preachers, the theology. Right. Just say, now look here. You know John Doe, he used to live over here. Right. He'd run off with so-and-so's wife. They ain't nothing have that much of holy rollers. He didn't think about some in his own organization did the same thing. Right. That's right. Yeah. But they could cover it up. But yeah. well, listen, he showed him just so much of Israel. They ain't talking him back and showed him so much here. But when he come to a place and Balaam, he thought surely if Israel had done wrong, they did do wrong. They'd done everything in God's calendar wrong, nearly. But what and Balaam thought that a holy God would surely curse the people that had done that much wrong. He thought surely God would do it. So when he got down there, and he was so money crazy until he couldn't see what the reason that God wasn't cursing him. And every time he tried to curse him, he'd bless him.
1: Yeah. He'd throw out
0: his prophecy like that and go forth and take up his mantle and his parable. And instead of cursing, it would be a blessing. Fall back to him. Exactly. How righteous are thy ten soul Israel. How great they was. Instead of cursing, it was a blessing. What Balaam failed to see is what the modern preachers and modern people fail to see in the Holy Ghost church today. They say, I know a lot of them call themselves this, that, and the other, and a lot of things they've done. I'll admit that, brother. They say they've run off with this, they've done that, and done this. That's true. I'll admit that. They've done wrong. But where Balaam failed to see that brazen serpent and that smitten rock going before Israel, making atonement, it was God's calling, God's election. They were God's people. Hallelujah. God called them and separated them and put a serpent before them as an atonement and a smitten rock. And Balaam failed to see that. In the day the modern preacher fails to see the power of the Holy Ghost, the smitten Jesus Christ, that we are in His body by one Spirit. Are we all baptized into one body? And become customers of that body. And that's what the modern man fails to see in there. Before that Holy Ghost church moving on, they fail to see that, that smitten rock. That brazen serpent going before the church making an atonement. Balaam failed to see it. Then when Joshua come down to the end, Joshua took Moses' place. Joshua had been in the camp all the time. He and Caleb was the only two. that started back there at the beginning. It went over. That's right. That whole generation died off because of unbelief. God started up a new generation. He started Joshua to be the leader, him and Caleb. Now notice, as the church has failed, the thing that's been in the church all the time yet not recognized, the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit, is what's picking up the church now and moving on. Look, in the old days back there, they, they put up their tents. There's a pillar of fire that led them. And every time that pillar of fire would move, they'd move with it. Yes. It stayed over their tents. And if it was 10 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, there was a thousand trumpets blasted at once. Every Israelite tucked down his tent, pulled up his stakes, and wound up everything, and they followed the pillar of fire.
1: Amen.
0: Boy, that would be a good thing today. Amen. Amen they followed the pillar of fire. And then where the pillar of fire stopped, they built under it. That became lost to the church. And in the days of Martin Luther, after five, 1,500 years of dark ages, Martin Luther saw the pillar of fire move. And he came come out of the Catholic Church. And he followed the pillar of fire, brought tens of thousands of them out. And then Martin Luther built under the pillar of fire. And when he got down there, the first thing you know, he met a great organization called Lutheran Church. But one day, the pillar of fire began to move again. But Martin Luther couldn't move because he was organized. He had to stay there. That's right. And a little fellow over in England by the name of John Wesley saw it. And Martin Luther said, that just shall live by faith. And John Wesley said, that Jesus suffered without the gates that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. He seen sanctification. The purifier moved out. But Luther couldn't move because he was organized. Hey, Let right. me say this to you, brother. God in His Bible never did have an organized church. No. That's no. doctrine. The Catholic Church says they are the mother church. They are the mother church. They are the mother of organizations. And Revelation 17 says the same thing. That's yes, right. right. They are the first organized church. And these are just little little daughters that dropped off of it. Read Revelation 17. We'll get into it next week. Amen. All right. Notice. Then they couldn't move. So John Wesley saw the pillar of fire and he moved after it. And he pulled a great, uh, he saved the nations. About three or four nations was in moral decay. And John Wesley saw the pillar of fire and started the Wesley Revival that swept around the world and come over here, in and Asbury and them, and saved the day. That's right. And then the first thing you know, John Wesley organized so tight, the pillar of fire began to move again. Wesley couldn't move because he was organized, and the Pentecostal people saw it, and away they went. (laughs) That's right. Left Wesley sitting in the shade. God laid him up on the shelf with Luther. All right. Now the first thing you know, they had a great revival, a Pentecostal revival, restoration of the gifts and so forth. And now the first thing you know, the pillar of fire is to move again. But Pentecost is so organized, it can't go. That's right. Brother, that hurt, didn't it?
1: Right. But that's good. It's so
0: organized, crystallized, until it can't go. That's right. That's true. But the pillar of fire is moving out, brother. And are people that's going with
1: it.
0: We're bound for the promised land. Yes, Lord Moses, failed, Joshua saw that pillar of fire and said, come on, children. We're on our own. He brought him up there to the side of Jordan. Oh, when I think of that, how beautiful. He said, Now, before we cross over, we'll let a couple of spies swim over. You know the case of heart the Rahab? Rahab the heart rather, how she let the scarlet coals down and saved her house by faith. She saved the day. She saved her, and her household. All the walls fell but her part. Because there was a red streak on her door, like we had the other night, the death angel coming through. Is there a red streak on your door before this great shaking comes? He said, not once more I'll shake the earth, but I'll shake the heavens, and we receive a a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hebrews, right? We're living in an hour. Now watch. I see Joshua, the young leader. God meets him and said, Don't get scared now. You, my servant Moses, is dead. But rise and go over this Jordan. No man all the days of your life will be able to stand before you. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Fear not. Be strong and very courageous. My, I can see that little warrior walking around there. Little humble fellow, he was in, he called all the Israel up together and looked down over Jordan there. It was in the month of harvest, April. And then the stones and melon in Judea, and there was a great river coming down through there, rolling. I've got to tell you, we got a film of it where some of our brothers was over there here recently. And they were having a meeting in there, or just passing through, making ready, up, going over for a meeting. And there's about 40 of them. And they got to that place, and they screamed and like tore down all the bushes around there. And when they got up there where Jesus got baptized, up there with John, everyone one of them got the screen and jumped in the water and baptized one another again. Sure, something just, just, a, just tears a man's soul when he thinks that old buddy Robinson when he is over there, some of you Nazarenes ought to get this. He's riding an old model t forward, going down the same journey. The children of Israel come. He said, Lord, stop the thing. I can't stand it no more. Right out there, he got around and around and around the car. He went and screamed his God. He, he said, start the thing up again. Let's go. Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: Something about it. Hallelujah. Why is it? There's a deep in your calling to a deep. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe what a deep's in your calling. There's a deep out there to respond to it. As long as there's a the hunger in the human heart now to move out and to do something for God that shows that there's something pushing down, coming down to us. We're near the thing, brother. Listen tonight. I believe this in the name of the Lord that the things that we have done are little minor things to what God's fixing to do right now. You're going to hear great things. I've seen Joshua now. He's standing there. How is he going to get across the river? Look at them. They didn't have no at big big bridge builders, steel and material, or woods to build bridges with in those days. They didn't have them with them. But Joshua, looked out across the muddy Jordan. He looked back there and he's seen these thousands and tens of thousands of Jews. He said, God will make a way. God had promised them. And if God promises, God will keep His Word. If God promised to heal you, He'll do it. If God promised to give you the Holy Ghost, He'll do it. You just come and be repentant, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and believe Him and watch what happens.
1: That's
0: right. You will be filled with the Holy Ghost. God's obligated to His Word. He cannot take His Word back. He's got to keep His Word in order to be God. He has to. Now notice, Joshua standing there and looked all around. Oh, my! We're going to stand there, too, one of these days. We're going to stand at the end of the road. One of them muddy Jordan, you're healthy tonight, friend. There may not be nothing wrong with you, but one of these days, the doctor will be in your room and say, there's nothing else can be done. That pulse will be slipping up the sleeve. The old youthful days are gone. Something struck. The doctor says there's nothing to be done. Sorry, she's a young woman, young boy, older, young, whichever it is, but there's nothing to be done. Walking out of the room, you'll feel the cold vapors of death floating down into the room. That old jordan will look muddy and rough. Oh, my. May you be as Joshua. He looked sitting back on there on the hill, and there was the Ark of the Covenant. The go-between. He had something that would go between him and their troubles. And tonight we've got the Ark, Christ Jesus, who stands between us and death. Some of these days when the last breath is leaving our body. I want to run down to the river and say, Give away Jordan. I'm going over to see my Lord. I'll be the morning star. Come out down to the valleys of the shadow of death. Light up the way, and the Holy Ghost will stretch two glossy wings across the Jordan and bear our weary souls to a better land.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Now, notice this. Then when Joshua looked, he took the Ark of the Covenant Told him, say, gather yourselves out of here, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and get ready for you'll see the glory of God. Then he knew God was with him. Then he took the priest, and they put God first. The ark before the priest, before the congregation, made them stay back a certain distance until the ark went first. Brother, sister, if you put God first in everything you do, you're bound to come out right. Oh, yeah. Put God first. And they went back in the ark. And when the priest's feet rested in the water, God rolled back to Jordan. Yeah. She moved back, he stood in a pillar, and Israel crossed over. On dry land, built their camp. Joshua was walking around a couple days later, just looking over the place. Everything was closed up there because if God had put fear on them all, of the Palestinian dwellers up around Jericho. Joshua was walking along and he looked, he seen somebody. He pulled his sword. He said, and this other man pulled his sword. He said, Who are you? Are you for us? Are you for our enemies? He said, Nay, but I'm the captain of the host of the Lord. Take off the shoes that on your feet for the ground you stand on is holy ground. He met Jesus there face to face. The captain of the host of the Lord. And he told him what to do to march around the walls. Sound a trumpet. Let out a shout. And the walls of Jericho would fall. And they took the land of Palestine, settled down in there as God promised them, because the promise of God was for them. Yes. Now, my brother, tonight we're on our road to the promised land. In a few minutes, we'll be burying people here in this baptism pool for the remission of their sins, believing on the Lord Jesus. Now, I want to say this. If you haven't made your calling and election sure in Christ, may you make it tonight. You know what you say. Well, Brother Brown, God don't want me. I ain't worth nothing. Yes, you are.
1: Yeah,
0: Not long ago, I was standing at a museum down in Tennessee. And I was looking at a, a different things. And I seen a, the analysis of a human body. Of a man that would weigh 50 pounds, you know how much, he's, how much he's worth? 84 cents in chemicals. 84 cents. A human body weighing 150 pounds worth 84 cents in chemicals. Just about enough calcium to do a certain thing and enough white horse to sprinkle a hen's nest and so forth like that. Just add a little bit of thing in. 84 cents. But you'll put a $100 fur coat around that 84 cents. Stick your nose up in the air and walk along like you were somebody. $50 hat on top of that 84 cents. There's a fellow standing there and said, Say we're not worth very much, are we, George? I turned around and I said, But boy, your body ain't worth very much, but you got a soul worth 10 million more What about that? He's showing his muscles how big he was. I said, What about that? Man likes to brag or what they are. Not long ago, out in the West, was having a meeting. He went home with an old rancher for dinner. Oh, some of his people have been healed. He'd give me a check there that would have bought me forty-five of these tabernacles if I'd wanted. I said, I don't want your money. Howard, my brother's with me. Said Bill, why don't you take that check? I said, I don't want his money. Let me live day by day. Not money I'm after. I'm wanting to serve the Lord Jesus. He stood there. When that woman is healed out of the Millickens in California. You see it here in the Louisville paper. When they come here, two of those agents and brought a million, five hundred thousand dollars and offered to me when I lived in this two-room shack. I said, I don't even want to look at it. No, sir. No sir. The love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Keep away from that stuff. Yeah. This rancher walked out there. He said, Reverend Branham? I said, yes sir. He said, you see them mountains over yonder? I said, yes sir. How far you think they are away? I said, I don't know. He said, they're 80 miles. He said, I own plumb to that and plumb beyond that. It's my grazing grounds. I said, my, that's wonderful. He said, I see down in R.C.S. see that city? He said, I own the bank in that city. I own all that ground down around there. and I own this way. Oh, all he owned. Stopped in his little station wagon. I looked at him. Very nice man. I laid my hand on his shoulder. I said, Brother, I want to ask you a question. He said, all right. I said, look out right up this way. How much do you own up that way? Uh-huh. He said, Brother Brown, I'm afraid I don't own anything. I said, there's where my treasures are laying now. I don't have nothing down there. In our cottage, why should I care? They're building a palace for me over there of rubies and diamonds and silver and gold. Yes, sir. That's where the richest lays up there, where your treasures is. Your heart is also. Just taking a love offering one time for Gypsy Smith. And when he went back in the back of the building to go out, that night there's a poor little ragged girl standing there. She's all her clothes is all tore off of her. She had something, she said she wanted to see Mr. Smith. So Gypsy Smith said, What do you want, darling? Said, Mr. Smith, I didn't have any money to give you. But said about a month ago, it was Christmas, and somebody gave me a lollipop. Now I love you so much, Mr. Smith said, My daddy got saved. He's not a drunkard now. Said, I thought I'd bring you this lollipop. Mr. Smith tugged it in his hand, tears rolled down his cheeks. He said, honey, in my offering tonight lays as much as thousands of dollars of checks, but this is the greatest gift that I've got of all of it. It comes from your little horrible heart. Oh my, what you've got tonight, friend? You're not nothing anyhow. Why don't you give all you've got to Christ? Come, let's cross this Jordan. Let's go over and possess the land you say well brother you know i've got a good job in this city i'm i belong to a certain organization in this city what are you anyhow give what you've got over to him let's yes. gather up here around the jordan and cross over tonight over yes. into the promised land may the lord help you i pray that he will while we bow our heads wish i could preach a little longer but a horse it's all right let's bow our heads a minute lord god we're standing up near jordan tonight the old muddy ways flashing out on We know one of these days we gotta come down there. Now I realize that out on earth before every one of us is a great big black hole. Big deep door. That man go in called death. Now I know every time that my heart beats, I'm one deep closer there i got to come down there, Lord, and every man and woman, boy and girl in your has to come to that place. How far we are, you only know. But, Lord, I don't want to come there like a coward. I don't want to come there screaming, Lord, give me a few more days to repent. I want to come like a hero. I want to come like Paul of old. saying this one thing, I know him in the power of his resurrection. Not by shaking hands with some preacher. Not by putting my name on a church book a few drops of water sprinkled on top of my head. I want to know Him in the power of His resurrection that when He calls my name, I'll come up from among the dead. Oh, God, may that be the desire of every heart here tonight. If there's men and women, boys and girls here who doesn't know you in the free pardoning of sin and has got their names written in the Lamb's book of life, may they make their decision just now. Granted, Father, we love the people. And Thou has vindicated Your services everywhere. And we know that You're here. And we're thinking of Israel crossing the Jordan. Why? You promised it to them. You gave it to them. And You give it to us. Lord, may we rise and go possess our possessions tonight. Granted, Lord. While we have our heads down, I wonder if there's a person in you tonight would say, Brother Branham, sincerely from my heart, I, I want to go over, Jordan. I want to cross over, but I'm not exactly right yet. I'm not fit to go over. I'd hate to meet the Lord in my condition. I'm going to raise up my hand and say, pray for me, Brother Branham, and you do it, will you? I'll do it. Raise up your hand. Who are you? God bless you. My, just hands up everywhere. Someone else, put your hands up. Brother, pray, pray for me. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sister. God bless you, little lady. God bless you, boy. God bless you, mister. And you back there. All that. Someone else, put your hands up. Now look. People, this may be the last gospel meeting you will ever be in. When I go away and come back, my wife says, Bill, you know, so-and-so, yep. they died. This one got killed. That one went in a heart attack. Oh, you don't mean that? Yes. Oh, I think. Oh, my. I remember I made an honor call one time, and I seen that man sitting there. I wanted to go. does anybody know, did he ever get saved? No. He just died suddenly. He was coming from work. He started to put on his shoes. He died. And he's killed in an accident. He never woke up. Out of sleep. He went to bed one night. Never woke up. I think, oh my, I preached to that man. That woman. Young people too. Now don't misjudge things, friend. Are you really a sinner tonight? Now listen, if you haven't been born again, you're still at, away from Christ. Do you want to receive Him? If you will, how many of you want to accept Him? We haven't roomed no, your own thing for an altar call around here. But if you just stand up to your feet and say, well, Brother by standing up, I'm giving this witness, I want to accept Christ right now as my Savior. I want to get away from this old condition I'm living in. Will you be honest enough in your heart to stand up to your feet? Who will be the first one to do that? Say, I want to accept. God bless you, brother. Just remain standing just a moment. God bless you, lady. Just remain standing if you will, lady. If you will, God bless you. Someone else. God bless you. God bless you, son. Somebody else. God bless you, sir. Someone else. Stand to your feet. Say, I want to accept Christ right now. I want to get out of my conditions. God bless you, sir. Someone else. God bless you with your hand up back there at the lady. God bless you, lady. Just remain standing. Someone else stand up right quick now. How about you some of you little children up here, you young lady? God bless you, sister. God bless you, young. Just remain standing, if you will. God bless you, little girl. Someone else won't accept Christ. Stand up, that's right. God bless you. God bless you. Stand up, someone else. Say I now want to accept Christ right now. I want you to remember me, Brother Branham. Right now, will you stand? Waiting on you. I want you to accept Christ. Do you know you're a sinner? What is it I'm that way?